Kimo and I are actually going on, uh, we're doing this super, super cool event together. No, well, that too, but we're doing something. We both got into this program in March. It's this, it's this with this guy, Chad Wright. He's, mm -hmm. he does a lot of ultras nowadays, but he was in the SEAL teams for quite a while. And he teaches, it's this backcountry living program. So you go out into the backcountry for three days mm -hmm. and basically just learn to live off the land. That's fun. And really just support yourself as a human being. If you wanted to be a homesteader? Uh, it's more so, it's not like training you to be a homesteader. It's more so just making you a more capable human being. Sure. Because we're so comfortable and so worthless as mm -hmm. human beings these days, it's good to put yourself in an extremely uncomfortable position and be forced to make things happen. It's yeah. just, I feel like it's just better for the brain to reset like that sometimes. So you said you got into it, like it, there's a significant application? Yeah, it's hundreds of applications and it's eight people that they oh, choose. Shit. Yeah. And both you and Chemo got yeah, in. And Chemo got in too. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be, because he messaged, he messaged me, shoot, it was like a month ago. And he said, hey, dude, I got, I, well, he, so he messaged me saying he applied for these dates. I'm like, oh, I need to apply too. So he, he applied quite a bit earlier than I did. And he messaged me, hey, I got in. And I'm like, damn, that's so sick. But then I immediately thought, well, if he got in, that means I didn't get in. Because mm -hmm. you haven't heard yet. I hadn't heard anything. And I was checking my email that day. And I was kind of bummed out about it. But I was like, ah, it's all right. I'll find another opportunity. And then they emailed me last week saying, hey, you got in. Maybe there was a cancellation or something like that. And I snuck in at the sure. last minute. Hey, but you know, they, it I'm doesn't matter. It. I, I'm super, super fired up to be going to this. So what were like the requirements? Like if there's an application. There weren't requirements. It was just, you have to be physically capable. Sure. Um, and you have to be, you have to have something relatively interesting going on in life. I feel like you have to have some kind of story and it, I guess you, you just have to be worthy enough to get something out of it. And I'm in a really good place to get a lot out of something like that. Sure. It, 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 like, yeah. The, like the thing with the organization growing as quickly as it is, is I need to be matching and I've talked a lot about this, but I need to be matching that pace. Yeah, me as an that. individual. So I need to be looking for these opportunities to grow myself in different ways. Mm -hmm. And this is a fantastic example of a way in which I can grow myself as a human being in a much different way than I've done before. That's going to be intense. Yeah, it's just trekking for three days through the mountains of North Carolina. So how do they, how do they teach? And I'm sure you don't have all this information yet, but I'm thinking about like, how do they tee up how you should pack for this sort of? It's like, do you like pack as if it's just a backpacking trip? They, yeah, they give you a packing list, but they provide all the everything. Okay. So, and it wasn't even that expensive. It was like twenty five hundred bucks, and I've spent fifteen thousand yeah, dollars on stuff like that, stuff like this before, which sounds like a lot of money to the everyday person. But again, it's the position I'm in nowadays. It's you do get. You 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 can afford to put yourself in positions like that yeah. because the return on investment is significant. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Um, but yeah, it's not even that expensive. They provide everything. They provide all the food we're going to have, this and that. You basically just show up Interesting. with some clothes and have at it. So you're not like bringing in, you know, a tarp tent or any, I'm sure they're like, you're sleeping on the ground. Like uh, you're, I have no idea. I don't even know. That's pretty wild, man. But I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy. It's like that because it just simplifies it and you don't have to worry about because going backpacking, you have to, it's, it's an elaborate packing process. Oh yeah. It's not, you don't just, it's not like packing to go to Hawaii where, okay, I need some sets of clothes and my bathing suit and sunscreen. That's probably it. And that's yeah. it. It's you're, you're living based on everything you have on your back. Mm-hmm. So you need to have it dialed in. And I've had some trips where you've forgotten some essential things and it makes for a miserable experience. So just to know that it's taken care of, it's probably not going to be the best stuff, but it's taken care of. It is actually preferred for me. I think there's also something interesting about it being like eight other people along with, yeah. you know, whoever's running it. Yeah. Because like you, you are, you get to kind of like be in that together um, versus like I've gone on like a, a couple of backpacking trips with just like one other person. And eventually you're just kind of like, I just kind of want to be over here by myself for a minute. Mm-hmm. Well, there was, there was one time where I went backpacking with a girlfriend at the time in college. I don't know if I've told this Mm-mm. story on the podcast. So we, <laughs> they, um, she lived with two guys. And so it was her and two guys that were in my fraternity. So they were friends of mine. And it was, it was a blast in that, in that house. It yeah. was so much fun. It, the, like the perfect college scenario. Yeah. Uh, and so they were having a party. So we were coming back to school in January. Mm. And they were going to have a party. A, sure. A pretty good size party. Yeah. And so Alexa and I were like, why don't we just uh, go backpacking instead? We don't really need to be involved in this whole shit show. Sure. We're just, we're going to go to the Superstition Mountains. So we go backpacking in the Superstition Mountains and I had never backpacked with her before. I'd backpacked a bunch, but never with her. Mm-hmm. And I'd never been to where we're going. And so we drive all the way back, way back into the mountains in my little Toyota Camry at the time. And there's this, apparently there's this beautiful waterfall back in the desert. And I'm like, I have to go see this. Yeah. So it's, shoot, it's like a six or seven hour hike. And it's not, it's a trail for some of it. And then you're just bushwhacking and bushwhacking in the desert. Everything is spiky in the desert. Yeah. So you're just getting scraped and it's totally miserable getting down into this canyon. And she is, she's just miserable <laughs> and, and just so annoyed. But she's, she's going. She's yeah. going. So we make it all the way down this canyon. And then everything's good. We, sure. we eat and get our blood sugar back up and we're hanging by the creek, by the waterfall. And it's freaking beautiful. And then nighttime comes and nighttime's in the, nighttime in the desert, it gets, it gets pretty damn cold. Yeah. So it gets down to well below freezing and we don't have any kind of insulated pads at all. So we're sleeping on the ground and oh. the ground is miserably cold yeah. when it's below freezing. Mm-hmm. And so we don't sleep for 15 minutes all night long. And, and during a night like that, you can't go anywhere. Mm-mm. You're freezing. You're just miserable. And you're staring at the tent. When is the sun going to come up? Because that means this whole thing ends. Mm -hmm. So we get to the morning and then we have to go back out the canyon. So we're bushwhacking and going up. So you're already extra mad. (laughs) So the hike back 
for maybe five or six hours, she doesn't talk to me mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm just, it's just silence for five or six hours. Oh my God. And maybe I'll say a word here or there to like gauge See the temperature. Hey, are we, are we getting better? And yeah. it wasn't getting not better. It was not a, not a good time. So that's my drawn out story about a miserable backpacking When you're camping in the desert like that, when you say you didn't bring pads, like is your tent on rocks or sand or? So we had pads, but they weren't insulated. Oh, they were straight up just like the folding ones or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which which are fine unless it's cold. And yeah. if it's, I, you just, I didn't understand it until I went camping on cold ground for the first time, below freezing. And I've done it a few times, especially camping on snow. Mm-hmm. Miserable. Yeah, you need that insulation. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Is it so, it's not that you're just cold. It's just, it's coming from the ground. Like you, you just cannot, you can't warm yourself mm-hmm. when you're sleeping on cold, a cold surface. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. I went boat camping in November, like on an island in a lake in Kentucky, which was like a, a ball. And it had been warm leading up to that. So I kind of packed like it was going to be that temperature. And I was really like one season off. So uh, like the bummer. whole time I'm like, man, I just need... I, I really need to be wearing this right now, but that's my last layer. So I don't want to put that on yet because it's yeah. going to get colder. Um, and uh, yeah, when you're like not quite um, layered up in the right way on one of those trips, it is only going to be bad. It's miserable. Mm-hmm. Well, the, but but the, the tricky thing about backpacking is you just want to bring, you want to bring just enough. Just the exact right amount. Because if you bring too much, you're carrying that for mm-hmm. the entire time. And just a few extra pounds is... A lot of difference. Well, yeah, you can get to like 40 pounds really fast. Like, how did I get here? Like, what is all this? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it gets really heavy really quick, especially if you're somewhere where you need to bring all your water, all your food. You're in it for a while. Yeesh. So, yes, thanks for tuning in to the internal backpacking camp talk (laughs) podcast. Um, one thing that's like pretty intense right now at Build It is, um, I think we're at like 13 people have had their first day at BuildWit since January 3rd. It's crazy. We're going hard at it. I haven't met most of them yet. Mm -mm. I've probably talked to maybe half. That's pretty good. We had a a number of people in the office last week just for one thing or another. Yeah. So it was was cool to get some FaceTime. Um, Yeah, there were a bunch of new people here last week. mm -hmm. I was bummed I missed it. It was pretty bustling. Yeah. You kind of see like, all right, here's what this might look like as we grow our team and a lot of them are going to be living in Nashville. Yeah. I, uh, so the week prior, I was the only one here. Yeah. (laughs) And I was pissed off. I was, I was pissed off. I was Mm -hmm. very much annoyed. And well, yeah, when you and I were here on Thursday, it was just you and me. I know. And I was like, this is bad. But every other day it was just me. And, (laughs) and you know, it, it was also snowing two days. So people weren't coming in this and that, but yeah, I was, I was very frustrated. Um, admittedly. And then last week, everything's popping off, but I'm halfway around the world, of course. Yeah. And then I come back this week. Nobody here. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, I, it, was, it was definitely a, a fun crew here. Um, and it, especially getting to see all those people like doing stuff that nobody was doing a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like we're only hiring to just like support all the, the moves we were already making. Yeah. It was like, we got to hire people to do new stuff. Yeah. Like a J, for example. Yeah. Just 
totally different skill set than we've ever had the business mm-hmm. before. Somebody like that. I mean, we've I, there's a lot of people like that now. Um, even like a pretty much everybody. Yeah, yeah. I can I can list them all out. Well, there's what I think is neat, and Eric Jumper and I talked about this a little bit last week. Um, we're like the nature of our business means we're always going to be bringing people together who would never collaborate on projects together. Yeah. Like the, you know, like the two, five, four crew and Jay are going to work really closely together. Yeah. And it's like, they would have no reason to like collaborate on anything except in the way that we're doing this. There's two skill sets like come together to meet certain goals for us. Well, that's what we're doing also for the entire industry. Mm -hmm. We're, we're building a movement and we're starting to become that, that common thread between everybody in the industry. And we connect a lot of people and like, look at our partners, for example, they would never be talking to one another if it weren't for BuildWit. And I, all day long, I'm connecting people all day long. Hey, uh, I need help with this. Oh, I have this guy. Or you, I I talk with this one, this, this person, you should really meet this person. And I'm connecting this person. We're just, we're connecting so many people. And it's only accelerating. So it's within our company. It's within our partnership. It's within the industry as a whole. All we pretty much do is just bring people together that would not otherwise be together. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great point that, you know, even though there's like micro versions of that in our company, our mission is to do that industry-wide. That's one of the, that's one of the fundamental root causes like root cause problems of where the industry's at is mm-hmm. everybody has been so siloed. Yeah. There has never really been any connection within the industry. Everybody's just been doing their thing. And sure you have the AGC, sure you have something like a con expo, but those are very, very limited in how they connect people. Uh, and so we're, we're creating connections that had, never had an opportunity to exist before. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're doing it in a new way. We're just doing it for the first time, which is really, really cool. And so the more we do that, the more we're going to create change in the industry because just even creating simple conversations between two contractors on two different sides of the country mm-hmm. is totally new value that's never really been done before on a, on a, on a significant scale, yeah. like we're doing it. We're not, we're not geniuses. We're not making something up that has never been done before, period. It's been done. Uh, you have FMI, you have other groups, but we're doing it on a much greater scale now. Yeah, and I also think like our, I mean, our approach is just so, feels really different than a lot of those. Um, you know, I, I definitely have like known people who've been FMI just like over the years. And to me, it's always been like, that kind of seems pretty stuffy or like, not necessarily like the cutting edge of the world. It's very traditional. And yeah. The the way that we're like connecting people, I think is is really exciting and new and is going to feel uncomfortable sometimes, but it's also like pretty cool. Well, we're bringing a new level of transparency to the industry and it's a great thing for the most part, but it's also very threatening to the status quo yeah. and to the establishment because they've done very well just hiding under their rock and not sharing anything mm-hmm. and minding their own damn business, keeping photos away, you know, cameras away. And it's been very good to them. And this new level of transparency is super uncomfortable to someone who's never been transparent before. And yeah. I've even had to get used to it over the past few years. Um, and it's been a, a lot of work getting to 
this point where we can just have this open conversation about anything at the company. Um, but it's it's a very new thing for the industry, and it's not. It's just it's very unnatural mm-hmm. for where everybody's at. What do you think the difference is between um, being a, like a transparent person? You know, like being being open to uh, maybe like more personal questions or um, questions that like require hard hard conversation. What do you think the difference is between that sort of transparency and like transparency from a business perspective? Because like you're saying, some people um, like this kind of this new level of transparency is going to be really uncomfortable for some people to like talk about. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you think, do you see a difference transparency wise between those two things? That's all kind of the same thing, but transparency is a skill. It's, yeah, you have to sure, practice it. For sure a skill. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not going to come into our business. And if you've been at a traditional business, that's not at all transparent. You're not going to be an expert or all that good at transparency wins. It's probably going to be a big struggle. Mm-hmm. But the more you do it, the more you share, the more vulnerable you become, the better and better you are at it. And then it almost, it just becomes the default. Like for where I'm at right now, it's just the default. And it's getting to an even higher and higher and higher level of, yeah, I'm just a complete idiot. And I can just say that. And I'm so much better off for it. Yeah, You start to really appreciate and understand the benefits of total transparency and, and just admitting that, yes, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm trying to learn. So can you please teach me something mm-hmm. as simple as that? It goes so far, but it takes a long time to get there because it's, you're just fighting against traditional logic, thinking, nature. Yeah. Do you, do you think that that fear of transparency or like um, anxiety about transparency in that way, do you think that comes from like a place of scarcity? Just like, I need to protect what I have yeah. because that's the only way my business continues to thrive or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, it's scarcity. You, 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 that's, that's pretty much it. You're, you're mm. thinking, you're thinking, like that thinking is it's 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 finite. Uh, you have conscious capitalism or Simon Sinek talking about. So there's these finite games, which is like a basketball game. You have two teams, and only one of those teams can win. There is a there is a loser, yeah. and there's finite rules. You have a defined boundary. You have a court. You have uh, a ball. You can only have so many players. You have a, you have a set amount of time. So when the time ends, when the game ends. You can declare who, who won and who lost. And then we take all these, and, and, and war, and all of these things, we take all of these, uh, like warfare and sports, and, and then we take the, take the principles and apply them to business, thinking business is also a finite game. And for BuildWit to win, we need to go crush our enemies. Mm-hmm. We need to go defeat all the other teams. But we're creating a new market. We're doing something that's never been done before. So there's no one to defeat. There's no one to crush. We're not playing against another team. And even with us, with storytelling, like something as simple as photo video marketing, for example, the more that's done in the industry, whether it's us or someone else, the better off we are. Better it is for us anyway. And so that's the problem with that finite, finite traditional thinking is that's not truly how business operates. Business is, is you're creating more and more and more and more and more. So the more you create, the more there is for everybody, mm-hmm. the more the more there is for every for for all to go to go around and have their have their piece. You're baking yeah. more pies so everybody can have their slice. You're yeah, not- it's, it's that idea that it's like in in 
you know, you're not necessarily like run, you haven't run out of seats at the table. You're making like the table bigger. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. So it's, it's not, you're not having to go crush people. You, but, but it's, um, that's traditionally how it's been. It's Mm -hmm. whoever has the most resources is the one that wins. And then now it's, you know, you're, you're winning the game. You're winning the war. You're, you're always winning, 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 winning. And to win, you have to crush someone else. But that's not really how conscious capitalism works. You yeah. don't have to crush anybody. Actually, it's, it's actually the opposite. The more people you help out, the more companies you help succeed, the more people you help succeed, the more communities you positively impact, the better off you are. I, but I can always understand that like fear of, well, if that guy wins, that means I'm probably losing. Mm-hmm. Because that's scarcity mindset and that's, mm-hmm. it's human nature. That's why I've dug in so deeply on human nature because we're to the point in evolution where we don't, we don't have to be controlled by human nature, but you have to understand it to recognize it, to then work in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's always there. It's always there. And so you just need to recognize, hey, I have that scarcity mindset right now. Yeah. I am trying to hoard what I have. And that's actually not a good thing. So I need to go do the opposite and I need to become more vulnerable and I need to practice more transparency and share even more of what I have. Even though it's scary, I know that's the right thing to do. Yeah. The first step to getting to that point is recognizing that, hmm, I'm, I'm in a mindset right now that I'm being, I'm being controlled by human nature. I'm being controlled by emotions that yeah. I don't, I previously didn't understand. I mean, it's tough. It's a, I think that kind of stuff is tricky to like grow out of. It's some, a lot of people never, never, never figure it out. Yeah. They're, they're really just controlled by their, by their childhood, mm-hmm. by their emotions, by human nature. They're just at the mercy of That's a great wherever their it. mind is at. Yeah. But you can, the, the human mind and evolution, we're, it's so powerful that we've, we've gone to that next level of we can start to unravel our childhood. We can mm-hmm. start to figure out how our brain has developed and what our tendencies are. And man, I'm, I'm you know, like, like last week, I'm sitting in the office upset that people aren't in the office. Why am I feeling like this? Asking myself, okay, where is this emotion even coming from? What's, what's, what's making me upset in the first place? Mm-hmm. So not just taking that emotion and acting upon it. I'm upset. I need to go, uh, I need to go act upset. Do something. Yeah. Why don't I ask myself, why the hell am I upset in the first place? And then I can probably arrive to a much better series of actions mm-hmm. than just acting out of emotion, which is very rarely the best thing to do. If ever. Well, yeah. Being, we've talked a little bit before. It's like that, uh, having a, version of like cold evaluation on yourself kind of all the time where it's like, even if I'm like heavily emotional, I have a heavy or emotional response to, like you said, nobody being in the office, you can either like live out of that, like frustration and be like, well, I feel this way and it must be everybody else's fault that I feel this way. Yeah. But if, if there's not that, like that evaluation that like, like you said, step back and saying, okay, well, what's, what's making me be upset? And it's still fair to be upset. It's still fair to be frustrated. But like, if you look at yourself and say, all right, what are the reasons that I'm bringing to the table why this is making me upset? And what are the reasons why like my expectations were, you know, such and such? Um, 
I don't know. To me, those sorts of things always come down to like managing both my expectations and other people's expectation. Because like, if I'm going to be pissed off about something, especially something like at work, it's like either I didn't communicate well enough or I didn't seek communication well enough. Because like, I'm clearly not on the same page as whoever I thought was on the same page with me. Correct. And there's going to be a lot of that miscommunication oh, yeah. over the next few months. Because like you said, we just added a lot of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of new people adds a lot of new complexity. And that's, you know, going back to transparency wins is more important than ever before. And just overall communication is more important than ever before. Yeah. And I've recognized that, oh, this is a lot more complicated and I need to communicate even more. Yeah. And, and, and even if it's saying the exact same thing over and over and over again, that's probably what's necessary mm-hmm. because people hear it in different ways and there's always new people. And okay, I just said this thing very clearly last week. And then 13 new people just showed up this week. <laughs> they don't know yeah. what I just said last week. But in my mind, I'm like, well, I said it very clearly. So the organization gets it. No, no, no. That's not how it works. Um, something else that's kind of cool that I think it's just like a sign of where we are as a business is um, we're launching a, our, a new builder website today. It's already up. It's already out there in the world. And remember that when that used to be essentially a company holiday? Yeah. It's like, everybody, buckle up. Let's talk about it. What do we feel? What do we see here? What do we like need to, or what's not working, but we thought might have now that it's live. Sure. This is just like, no, this is just a piece of the puzzle. Let's roll. And so um, what's exciting is I, I was going through it this morning and um, there's a lot of talk about building a training and software. And I feel like this is like the first time where like a lot of this information is in the world. Yeah. For like people to see and read and not just like hints and winks every once in a while about it. You know, like now it's like, now we, we talk about it. Well, I was, it was the first, it, it, this morning was the first time I'd seen the website. First time. Sure. So I, this was the That's first. That's what I'm saying. That's like the state <laughs> of where we are. <laughs> this is the first bill website where I've had nothing to do with it mm-hmm. before it's live. And I have I have some edits. You get, you get, I, a, you get a fair QA. Don't I, worry. I, we I, talked about that this morning too. I, I'll be making a list. Sure. Uh, it's it's great though. It's it's fantastic, and I'm so happy it can go live without. And I was talking to Dan about it yesterday, and, and how stupid delaying a launch is of a website. It's you start to think about it, you're like that's the dumbest thing you could do. Just get it out. It's into never going to be perfect no, to get it started, and then so fix what you need to fix. I'm sorry, but it's it's such a flawed. It's just flawed logic. But well, before you jump on, like compare that to how we've talked about we're going to launch the first version of the BuildWit training software. Website's even easier to update because yes. there, there is, there's no like user data tied into that. No. It's just like our stuff. Yeah. And so when we say, oh, like, well, when you go to this page, this thing's happened. Guess what? Something can go like, dee, 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 dee. okay, it, it works now. It works right now. Crazy. But um, I was scrolling through it, looking at all the training and the software and this and that. And I was thinking, holy shit, this is, this is pretty legit. This actually looks pretty good. I'm, because it's we talk about it and you see bits and pieces, but to actually see it laid out mm-hmm. like that, yeah. Oh, whoa! This is pretty damn cool. I'm now two build websites removed. Wow! Well, it's just one. Now I'm two build websites removed. I don't know how many build websites there have been in the first place. I think there was one before me that was, mm. but it was like a square Squarespace thing. Like it wasn't like a real. There might have been two before you. Okay, because there was the really really shitty. OG website. Mm-hmm. Really, just, that was Squarespace. That was Squarespace that I made myself. Okay. When I first started out. Sure. 
and why social media is important. And, yeah. <laughs> and here's some cool pictures I've taken. Mm-hmm. And then I think it graduated to, ooh, okay, we're an agency and we do all sorts of things. And I think you came in and actually made it legit. But what's, I don't know, what's how, funny, so the, how many the is way that, I start, five or six now? Maybe. The way I started on that BuildWit website was, Chase was like, hey, maybe develop this. Is, this seems like a good idea for a homepage. And I like built it. And then once I like came on full-time, it was, it was like, eh, scrap it. We're just going to do a whole new thing. It was like, yeah. okay. And then it turns out that's how we were, were working for a while. Yeah. And so to this day. And we've, we've done five or six websites by now. But if we were doing it correctly, it would be about 15 websites right You're now. right. I mean, based on what we're talking about, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we've, we've had periods of six months where it's, we know our website sucks and is super inadequate for where we're at as a business. Yeah, but I would say highlight the second part of that. We haven't got around to it's, it. It's inadequate for what we need to be saying. Well, it, it, it was, it, it, it's still a really good website. The version that I built didn't have videos, if that tells you anything. There was no videos. Really? No videos. Wow. I don't even remember what it looked like anymore. Hard to say, man. Hmm. Long time ago. Hmm. One whole year. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Build with website history. There you go. Welcome. Um, so, well, do you, do you want to start, a like a, a small podcast series on the history of bill websites with Alex Horton? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's not, uh, it's not visual. It's just audio. So guys, this page had this widget for signups, but at the time we didn't have the, the functionality to build it ourselves. So we had to use a different like HubSpot piece, but we didn't really know how to use HubSpot at the time. It was a whole thing. Um, so, and this guy yeah. Chase says this to me, and I'm like, "Who the hell is this guy? And what does he think? What does he think's going oh, on here?" Man. Um, I was telling somebody that they were asking, like, you know, how uh, my job's going, um, and you know, we hadn't really talked about my work in like over a year. I hadn't seen him very often. It was just sort of like when we see them, we get on the same page. But when you don't, you just don't talk that much. That kind of friend. <laughs> and so I was saying, "Yeah, we how, we're like." At about sixty people, kind of rounded into sixty people. And they're like, "Wait, weren't you? Weren't you like in the first ten people?" I said, "Oh yeah, hundred percent." That's just where we are now. Yeah. So uh, to follow, sorry, to follow up the what's like now in the world from like the uh, build it training stuff. Like, is there a charge from you regarding like how we? should be like speaking about that now that it's like a little bit more public knowledge or just like we need to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, keep doing what we're doing for right now. That's uh, largely Skylar's department nowadays sure. is how we publicly talk about it. We, so we're, um, there is value to, so, so transparency wins is a dichotomy. You can't just, you know, 100% transparency. I'm just going to publish daily everything our business is doing. Just publish it to the world yeah. every single day. Here's everything going on in our business. Because then uh, some company that's far more capable than we are, and Dan said this the other day, he talked to this other startup. He's like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of other people that understand the industry and the problems and have a lot more capital than we do. We're really not that special here. And he's right. We're really not. They could just come along and, wow, that's a great idea. We're just going to do it a hell of a lot faster. And then, boom, they do it a hell of a lot faster. And we get the shit kicked out of us. Potentially. Potentially. Mm-hmm. So, 
we want to get it to a point in which we can move really, really fast. So we can, here's what we're doing and here's the product and we're, we're changing it and we're moving and we're moving and we're moving. So we're just, we have so much momentum yeah. that someone can't just pick it up and start doing it faster than we can. There's already, there's, there's, we have, we have velocity. There's, there's, there's inertia. There's other, all, all the other physics terms yeah, yeah. behind us. We're, we're, we're moving. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're in a weird middle ground where there's value in starting to talk about it because we can get pre-sales, which then gets us more capital that we can invest back into the product to develop it even faster Mm -hmm. before the product is really done and out in the open. Because we still have quite a few months before it's done and out in the open. People can use it. Yeah. So we're in this weird middle ground where we haven't wanted to be totally transparent about it yet. Because we, we want to get our feet beneath us before we start. Here's our game plan, everybody. So the whole, you know, contractors can see it, sure. But so can anybody else in the entire world once we put it on the internet. Yeah. Anybody can see it. Not just our target audience. So it's hopefully to a point now where, all right, we're, we have enough momentum where we can start. Let's put it out into the marketplace. Let's not talk about it too publicly yet. But at least let's start exposing the core target audience to it. Yeah. Start getting some pre-sales, start generating some sales momentum behind the product. Let's get it out there. And then let's just full-scale blitz, get as many people on this thing as we possibly can, get as much capital, uh, you know, raise as much capital as we can, and then just move as quickly as we can so that somebody sees it, wants to do it, but just can't do it as fast as we can at that point. Yeah. I mean, we don't know if I explained it all that well, but I'm I'm with you. I mean, I feel like we're in the, uh, the phase of, if we were to compare the software to like, um, like a musician's like next single, we're in the phase of like talking about it, even though it's not out yet. Yeah. Posting like teaser videos where it's just like, we we need, we're we're essentially like drumming up hype and, and, and interest and be like, what is this? I need to learn more about this. So that when we have something to like give our, our audience and the people who like this product is for, they have like some context on like what's coming down the pipe. Yeah. Right now we're, we're trying to create some, some interest in our target audience and talk about it just enough. So they start to get excited about yeah, it. Just enough is a keyword. Just enough. Keywords. But I'm not going to be talking about it on my Instagram tomorrow. Yeah. I'm still... It, as far as I'm concerned, me talking about it publicly, I'll talk about it on the podcast. Hey, we're going to be doing this and this. I'm dropping a little bit here or there, but here's no, here, this isn't our game plan. Um, I'll be curious to see what kind of uh, communications you get from just like people in the world. Yeah. That are like, wait, I saw what, what is this? Yeah. Like, people, what do you, it's, we're starting to create interest. But then once it's go time, once we have a product, it's out in the market, we're full send. Can't miss it. <laughs> then it's, okay, let's use everything we have to just absolutely blitz on this because speed is of the essence. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on, man. Yeah. Exciting. A lot of stuff. Intense. Cool. People have asked me, how are you feeling today? I feel fine because I don't have time to be jealous. You really don't. I don't have time. I, don't, I can't take a day off. Where are you heading tomorrow? You're, you dri- you're driving somewhere tomorrow night? Or? I, I pushed it to Wednesday morning. I have to go speak in Billings, Montana. Mm-hmm. And then I do North American coal for three days with 
Pat Briscoe, and then Dan and Randy are oh, joining. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that trip. Which will be fun. Um, Do we have any questions this week? We don't. Really? I don't think so. Let me double check. Um, I really don't believe... Everybody's so busy working. That, honestly, that's sort of how I felt, is that like between people... Like, send really, questions in. Yeah. Um, but also the new people are kind of like drinking from a fire hose too. Where it, Come, you know, it's like they Come certainly on. have questions. There's no way the new people don't have like big All right, let's questions. Hear, let's hear them, new people. Let's hear some new but, people. But uh, I'll say, I'll speak directly into the camera. Send me a question. We'd love to answer it. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you have any questions, send them our way. We'd love to love to chat or topics of discussion. Hey, I'd, I'd love to hear more about this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would, I would love to hear more about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I'd be happy to talk. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a, a good question, but I want to spend more time on it than we have for, we're already 36 minutes in, um, just talking about like, how can our company, uh, continue to serve the mission of how we're serving our partners? Cause it feels like that is in terms of what we talk about company wide mm-hmm. isn't as discussed now. Um, but I feel like I want to dive into that and not a, it's eh, not a thing to talk about, but just because it's not being discussed in your world also doesn't mean it's being discussed. Well, sure. I, I'm so approaching that, this differently than I've asked. I feel like I asked other things before. Yes. But I, as like somebody who is on the um, build with marketing of like our company, that is still an offering from our company is yes. the whole services thing. And so I just, I know for me, I want to think like how um, can I and what, you know, our team is doing, which like we're going to be really focused on the software and the product because like that's the next thing coming up. And so, but I, I just, I think what I'm, what I'm thinking about is like how, how can we support both those things? Well, I feel like, and you're speaking, we're on the team, but not necessarily. It's like Jason Richmond, his job isn't to focus on the software. There's already people sure. focused yeah, on yeah, the software. Yeah. His job is to focus on the partnership. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like our job, you and me, our job is not really to focus on the software. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not a software developer. I'm not um, a, a software executive. I'm, I'm not, I have no experience in any kind of software whatsoever. I worked for a software company for four months, sure. but I wasn't involved in any of their products at all. Yeah. I, was on, I was on a completely different part of the company mm-hmm. that had no exposure to the product. Our job is to expand upon the mission of the business which helps software, which helps services, which helps media, which grows everything. But our job is not necessarily to worry about software. And I have to worry, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm simplifying here, but you, you're, you're podcast. So your, your job is to help the business build, help, help build, build its culture. Your job is to help expand the exchange of new ideas in the industry and to go expand the mission of make the dirt world a better place. And just wait, because we got more coming. We've got more you coming. You don't get to be involved. Well, I mean, to be involved in, but you don't, you're not going to be the host. Super. So uh, um, the more you do that, the more it helps out software. Sure. It's just, I don't, I don't There's know. a lot of moving pieces there. there. There's so many moving pieces. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just something I've been thinking about is. But the, so, so, but but that but that's the that's the point. There's a lot of moving pieces. It's super easy to get super overwhelmed. Yeah. But that's that's the point. Don't worry about what you don't have to worry <laughs> about. I don't worry about stuff. I don't worry about what Alan is doing. 
Alan, sure. Alan's got it figured out. Yeah. I don't need to worry about him. I'm good to go. I don't need to worry about the software development schedule because someone else is worried about that. Mm-hmm. And big picture, I might be asking questions and I'm not going to be totally removed. I'm going to, yeah, no, here's kind of where we're at. And like I was just talking about earlier, I know that the product is not ready to go tomorrow. I understand the overall strategy. Yeah. But that's the extent of really my understanding because I don't need to worry about things beyond that. You're not getting an email, hey, there's a bug in this one thing right now. Yeah. So I'm going to be super overwhelmed if I try to be worried about everything. And if I'm trying to pay attention to everything and trying to know what what everybody's doing at all times, but we're we're growing beyond. In in the book, Blitzscaling, he he talks about it from a... um, I think he talks about, oh shoot, it's like a a family and then a village and then a town and then a city and then a country in the terms of where a company is at in its development. So we're going from a family where you know everything pretty intimately and you know everybody, you know everything going on. You're a family, you have dinner every night. So now we're going to a, a town. And so I might live at one end of the town. I pass through the other end. And I have a vague understanding of what's going on over there, but it's far removed, a little further away than, than I used to be. Yeah. And, um, and, and so, or, or maybe it was the village for, I don't know what the hell it was, but we just, we just graduated to where, shoot, there's a lot going on that, you know, everything happening in that town doesn't necessarily, if there's a fire on the other side of town, I don't need to be all that worried about it. Yeah. That's what the fire department's there for. They're going to get a phone call. They're going to go take care of it. Good. I'm good to go. Sure. If my house is on fire, then I have a problem. Then I need to call the fire department. Mm -hmm. But I don't need to worry about stuff that's outside of my control. Noted. And that goes for everybody in the organization. Yeah. Because you're just going to be, if you try to focus on everything going on, you're just, you're going to be super overwhelmed. Super overwhelmed. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially when you got plenty of uh, shit that you do need to be focused on. And that's the thing. You don't have time to be overwhelmed. You don't have time to be unfocused. You got enough shit right in front of you. Yep. So I guess without any questions, that's the podcast. Um, I guess because so many new people are coming on every week, we should probably just be very clear about the questions. Submit any kind of question you want to alex at buildwit.com. Literally any question you want. Any question you want fair game you can make it anonymous you cannot make it anonymous it doesn't really frankly it doesn't really matter yeah um but feel free to send in anything we'll talk about on the next week's episode of the internal podcast thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you on the next one thanks y'all